up, everybody? Happy Thirsty Thursday. It's your favorite hostess with the mostest, the jappiest of some, if not of them all, Lindsay Moraskin with yet another episode of the Jappy Jaws podcast. Wow, it feels very weird to be recording right now, even though it's only been two weeks. I don't understand how time can just fly so quickly, but also feel like it's been so long. Hope everybody enjoyed their Thanksgiving, being with their loved ones. I know it was probably a lot better this year than it was last year. I know for us, we were not virtual and that felt absolutely incredible to be with family. I hope you all ate all the mashed potatoes, the turkey, the stuffing up the wazoo, and a very, very happy Hanukkah to my fellow tribe members. This past Sunday marked the first night of the holiday for us. And honestly, when Hanukkah's this early, it kind of throws me through a freaking loop because, I don't know, it just feels way too close to Thanksgiving. You know what? It's a great time to celebrate one of the many Judaic miracles in our history. Before we go on with the episode, make sure that you are following along the Jappy Jaws journey on Instagram at Jappy Jaws, J-A-P-P-Y-J-A-W-S, as well as my personal account at Lindsay Anya, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-Y-A-N-Y-A-A, as well as going to wherever you're listening to me from Apple, Spotify, Anchor, you name it, I'm on it. And make sure that you are subscribing, reviewing, rating, and pushing that notification bell on so you are notified every single time I upload a brand new spanking episode of Jappy Jaws. Also, I want to say a huge thank you to everyone who added me on their story or texted me saying that I was on their Spotify rap 2021. Um, I'm fake and literally only use it to share things on Instagram, mainly podcasts, because I'll give myself and other podcasters an extra listen because I'm a whore for Apple over Spotify, but I like the presence of Spotify on socials better. So essentially, I guess it is kind of like a win-win, but thank you to everyone that had me ranked on their list. That kind of seems a little freaky to think that you guys listen to my voice that often to be ranked and that you enjoy it that much. It really does mean the world to me. And let's see if I can get higher up on your ranks for 2022, which is around the corner, or I don't know, maybe even on national charts, universal charts. You guys, I just want to say another thing before we go on once again. The setup I have going on right now is quite, quite the look. We are officially, and I'm hoping and praying that I can say this with full confidence, the construction in my house is done as of today. So I am back in the dungeon, which I wasn't able to do for a little while because of everything going on. But it seems as if it's not even my dungeon anymore. And like, yes, I understand there are five people that live in my house. It's a basement. It's pretty universal. We store a lot of shit in here, but like this is my safe haven. But I'm back in the dungeon and normally I'm sitting in a beautiful leather armchair. OG listeners, you know exactly what chair I'm talking about. You know how much I love this chair. I'm usually sitting in that chair with my laptop in front of me on a desk, my desk, my desk from college. Because we're in such a ruckus in my household and everything is flying up the wazoo, there is some sort of monitor on my desk. I think it's my dad's, but my computer is currently balancing on a suitcase right now and I keep going up and down to like adjust myself and my mic is on the monitor. So talk about a setup. The one good thing about being in the dungeon though is that it gets so hot, but now since it's colder out and it's officially winter basically, I am definitely not freezing and I am definitely not sweating. Maybe a little bit, but not too much. But since it is officially winter time, you know what that means. It's darker outside, we're not as inclined to get outside, the seasonal depression is hitting, but the holidays is what brings us some cheer and light. And what better way to show someone you love them by gifting them a one-of-a-kind sweatshirt and or beanie. My good friend and fellow creator Sam Schusteck of Sam by Sam has been at this holiday season creating such unique pieces. She gifted me the coolest patch sweatshirt with a middle finger right in the middle, which I am absolutely obsessed with. Showed it on my Instagram story not too long ago. Ladies and gents, jars alike, you do not want to miss out on gifting a loved one a Sam by Sam original. You can order through her site or on Instagram at underscore Sam by Sam. Also linked in the episode description below. Remember code J. AJ10 gets you 10% off your order. Don't miss out this holiday season to give someone special a one-of-a-kind piece. I'm very excited for today's episode. I love having Lauren on, and I always love talking and chatting with her. But a few things I want to dive into before we really get into the lasagna of this week's episode. If there are two things in pop culture that I love most talking about and reading about, it's the Kardashians and it's Bachelor. So with that being said, obviously I needed to talk to you all about Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson's newest relationship. Um, not to be dramatic, but I also would travel to Staten Island for Pete Davidson's dick. I'm not going to lie. I really don't know what it is about him. Actually, I do. I'm going to correct myself because I said this at the Chicks in the Office show and people encouraged me. There is some sort of like 
swagger and that like darkness about Pete Davidson that I think makes him so compelling. Obviously, he's funny as fuck. I'm saying I did not think that this would ever happen. But then again, with Courtney and Travis, Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox, like it seems as if Kim wanted to latch on to this infatuation, I want to say, but I generally do believe she is having fun. Some people are saying she's having a midlife crisis. There are people like my good friend Jordan Woodruff who really does not believe in it whatsoever. I kind of am here for it. I would be in the exact same position as Kim if Pete Davidson was calling saying, hey, let's go to Staten Island. I'd be on the next flight out there. If Kim Kardashian called Pete Davidson saying, hey, let's go to Nobu, I'd be on the next flight out there too. I'm very curious to see where this relationship goes. I asked you guys on Instagram, how long you think it's going to last. I'm giving it three months. I'm going to be generous and give it three months. I think it will go past 60 days like her marriage with Chris Humphreys, but I don't think it will last as long as I think Courtney and Travis will. But I do think it is very, very funny the way that Kanye is now responding to everything going on. Obviously, him and Kim talk because they have children. She still has his last name. And I don't think that they're officially divorced. So like they are in constant, I don't want to say constant, maybe like often communication. But it doesn't surprise me that he would pull something like this where he wants Kim back and that God is telling them to get back together, that their children need them back together. And for a while, I was really on the Kim and Kanye train. And part of me still is. I really do have and always will be rooting for them. But at the end of the day, in order to make a relationship work, and especially one in Hollywood, I'm saying this as if I have experienced dating in Hollywood, which I absolutely fucking do not. But what I'm saying is, in order for a relationship of two people with such high, high star status, you need to be able to communicate as thoroughly as possible. And I don't think Kanye is capable of doing that. And I don't think that he's ever going to be on the same page as Kim or the page that Kim needs him to be on. He's a Gemini. He's very self-focused and adjusts to different atmospheres, different people, different groups, different audiences. And it's no surprise that he wants this attention and new persona being given off to the public since she went public with Pete. And he's an entertainer. And this is no shade to Geminis. I actually love them. My roommate from college is a Gemini. But still, this is very Gemini-like behavior. And I'm not trying to turn this into an astrological thing. But he even says it himself. Like, he is someone that he thinks the way that a stereotypical Gemini thinks. And I think he's doing this, obviously, for the cloud to keep his name in everybody's mouth. I don't think Kanye will ever leave anyone's mouth. So I don't think that should be a worry of his at all. But at the end of the day, If you aren't going to give Kim what Pete's giving her, and I know people were making that whole spiel about Travis and Scott and Courtney, but still, it really does reign true. If someone can give you way more in such a short amount of time than someone ever did in a long amount of time, then there's no telling what could happen in that relationship. All in all, I'm rooting for Pete, Pete and Kim. I'm waiting for the Instagram of Machine Gun Kelly, Megan, Courtney, Travis, Kim and Pete getting dinner at Nobu together and somehow Corey and Chris getting involved into the mix. I don't know. I'm kind of here for that relationship right now. But speaking of relationships, I feel like I haven't really talked about Bachelor in quite some time with you all. I should say Bachelorette. Hometowns, baby. I can't believe we're even at hometowns, but I wasn't too like crazed about hometowns to begin with. I never really had a, oh shit, that's so cute, like an aw moment. Like, yes, it was nice seeing everybody reunite with their families. I didn't have like a Ah, moment. You know what I'm saying? But I will say the most powerful moment, and I think all of Bachelor Nation can agree with this one, was the conversation with Nate and his stepdad. It made great television, first of all. But truly, I think conversations like that need to be normalized more. Not in the sense of being open about your feelings, but that these conversations are really so crucial and impactful in every relationship that you have in your life with your significant other, with a friend, with a sibling, with a parent, with an aunt, you name it, it is very important. I think there's such power and such uniqueness into being vulnerable. And I don't think that was something Nate has ever been used to before. Even though people go on the show for clout and I guess to find love sometimes, I don't think people really realize what they truly can get out of it. And I've seen so many people in so many different interviews say that. Nick Vial has been a perfect example of that. You don't know what you really are going through till it actually happens to you. And I think this is one of those amazing moments. And all power to Michelle. I think Michelle did a fantastic job with balancing her feelings about Nate and being aware of what she wanted out of her conversation with his family and him, but also being supportive of him, considering he's never gone through that type of emotional roller coaster before. So all power to Michelle. I think she's doing a fantastic job this season to begin with. I think she's incredible and definitely one of my favorite bachelorettes to date, but double, double kudos to her for how she handled the Nate and his family dynamic. 
Now, I thought Rodney was robbed, but he really is a class A guy, one of a kind, a sweetheart, justice for Rodney, but I will say that this entire season, for me at least, was I'm in love with my best friend vibes. That's really it. I hope he goes on Paradise. I hope he finds someone that will also give him the world and more because I know he is so beyond capable of giving that to someone, but anyone should be so lucky to get that from Rodney. I love Brandon. His family, the dynamic, I think he's been the most vocal about his feelings. I really do think it's going to be Brandon in the end. I don't think Michelle's with anyone, but I think Brandon will be in the top two. Now, Joe, I'm just going to say it. I think he's boring. I think he's comfortable. I think it's comfortable for Michelle. I think having that homage for her and him is comfortable. I don't think it ever goes beyond that. I never had a wow factor about Joe. I never was like, oh my god, Joe. I think he's cute, obviously. I think my only moment where I really felt like heartstrings pulled was when he's talking about his sports injury. But, however, there's always a however. I have a theory, and I'm gonna make a TikTok about this, so be on the lookout on the Jappy Jaws podcast TikTok account for this specific theory. So I'm gonna reiterate it now and on there. Late last night, I was watching a Bachelor Happy Hour interview with Joe. So that's hosted by Taisha and Becca Kufrin. And they were doing this little skit of the superlatives for the men on your season. So they were asking Joe a bunch of different questions about who's more likely to do this, who's more likely to do that. It only zoomed in onto Taisha and Joe. She was asking him the questions, Becca wasn't asking them. And the question was, who's more likely to leave their wallet at home? And Joe was like, oh, me without a shadow of a doubt. And she's like laughing. And the entire time they're kind of like smirking and like getting all jitty jatty. And she's like, oh, then we can never go on a date. But quick, but quickly caught herself and was like, oh, you can never take anyone on a date. And I'm assuming that this happened probably right after her and Zach broke up. So A, I think that confirms that him and Michelle are not together, clearly. And B, could this be a new bachelor couple on the rise? Genuinely had this like epiphany moment last night and I was like, holy fucking shit, could this actually be a thing? We will see in like the next few weeks, probably what, three weeks? If my theory reigns true about Joe and Michelle, I would not be surprised and I think someone, everyone, should keep an eye out on Joe and Tasha. That's really all I have for this week's Bachelorette recap. Next week is the men tell all. I'm so excited for this. I love when the men all get like, you know, that little spark underneath their ass and get all fired up. Next week is also when we'll find out who's besties with who, the Demars to the Ivans, the Aarons to the James. We'll see it all. Next week, my best friend Nick and I, who I usually watch Bachelorette with every single week, he's going to join me to talk about the men tell all because I wanted to add a little extra spicy perspective. Now the moment you all have been waiting for since the start of today's episode, Miss Lauren Tybee. Someone who a year ago I would have never have thought would impact my life the way that she has. Not only has she used her power on social media to inspire others in the world of fashion, dating, lifestyle, friendships, she is truly a one-of-a-kind person and I'm so lucky to call her a friend. I feel like within our time together on my podcast, we have seen Lauren grow in so many different ways. I think everybody has on social media, but especially with her perspective on life, on dating, relationships, friendships, school, and how it's really okay not to have everything figured out all at once and still somehow remain so headstrong on your goals. And I think Lauren does an incredible job talking about that all. We also got to talking about friendships and how to deal with that toxicity in your life and when is it time to really cut it all out. And I really think you guys are going to enjoy this side of Lauren. But obviously, Lauren and I are both quite the party animals, not to toot our own horns, but we do know and love to have a good time. So obviously I want to kick off her episode with the drinking game. For those of you that need a little reminder of what my drinking game consists of, I'm about to tell you right now. Whenever me or my guests mention a word, a phrase, or a topic, we are encouraging you to take a slight little sip of whatever you have. For this week's episode, I am going to recommend White Claws because I know Lauren loves drinking White Claws with a straw. I'm not a big White Claw gal, but for Lauren, I'll do it. So if you've got a White Claw and you're over the age of 21, or if you're under the age of 21, a regular seltzer, but if you have coffee, water, Red Bull, whatever it may be around you, take a sip every time we mention life and being busy. Get ready to drink up jars. Here is Lauren Tybee. So obviously there's only one person I would allow on this podcast time after time because she does not fail. 
because she has just truly become a good friend of mine, even though I'm going to sue her that we have not met still (laughs) after knowing each other for a fucking year. But she truly does do everything with her whole heart. She is truly one of the hardest working people I know. Miss Lauren Tyvee. Hi, thanks for having me for, I'm realizing now a third time. A third time. You know, third time's a charm. Third time is a charm. I mean, I hope that's like not the case with like everything in life, but like, you know, third time's a charm for this. Actually, I have heard that your third love is the one. So I think it might be third time's a charm for everything. Okay. I'll keep that in mind after our deep talk that we just had. For those of you that are new to the podcast, Lauren and I met, I think, I was trying to think about this before when you first hit, I think 80,000 followers on TikTok. (laughs) That's insane. And now you're at like 300K, 310K. Is it 310 now? I think it's 311 right now. (gasps) Oh my, it's 313.0. Remind anyone that is new or remind anyone that, you know, just needs that refresher of where you're from, what you do and how you kind of got started in your social media journey. I am Lauren Tybee. A lot of people think it's Tibby, but it's Tybee. I thought it was. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've always felt passionate about social media. So I do TikTok. I do everything, advice, fashion, little relatable videos that have to do with me and my best friends. Yeah. I don't know. I'm from Syracuse, New York, but I like am such a city girl. And a lot of people think I live in the city, but I don't. I'm a senior in college and I go to school at Monmouth University in New Jersey. Can I just say, I am Noah's number one fan. Oh my God. She's not here right now. She's in class. Oh my God. Noah has so many fans. Okay. So for those of you that don't know who Noah is, Noah is Lauren's best friend and roommate. She has the funniest New Jersey accent I've ever heard in my life. And I like all my best friends are from New Jersey or around that area. And I generally don't know anyone that has a voice like that. She always like makes her little pop-up appearances in Lauren's videos. And if you ever go to Lauren's comments and someone gives her a hate comment, Noah is her like fucking fighting gal. And it's like, listen, just let Noah know I love her. And I'm, I'm literally, just a- <laughs> I mean, I'm going to text her right now. Tell her she is a fake fan for not being home when we're doing this. Lauren, like she said, has been doing social media and like, it really has evolved from being like originally fashion to relatable things and about like what you've manifested and what you've been up to, especially with being a senior in college, because not many people even past college have been able to do what you've done. It's been crazy. Like I, d- I just posted actually last week, I definitely go through phases where I feel super overwhelmed and super like just not okay. And like unmotivated I feel like August through now, literally till like last week, I just was so unmotivated. I didn't want to make content. Nothing was making me happy. I feel like at that point, you kind of have to step back because I feel like even my followers realize mm-hmm. she's not putting out good content and then they don't interact with it because it just gives off bad vibes because it's so forced. Like if I have to make content when I'm unhappy, it's never good. It's never like the energy isn't there. But yeah. now I'm like so full force into doing this. Like I realized like, oh my God, like I really do love doing social media. I absolutely love when girls come up to me, like when I'm in public, which happens all the time now, which I'm like me, like you want to take a selfie. But like, that's the reason I keep doing it. So many people message me and they're like, oh my God, you changed my life. Like all this stuff. And I'm like, I definitely want to keep doing this. I, I love the feedback I get. So sometimes like I'll go through like little spells where I like hate it and I don't want to do it, but then I always get back on track and I realize what I should do for myself in those situations where I'm not feeling motivated. Glad you brought that up because I was going to ask you about that because I saw that TikTok. I think it's very important that people like you, like bigger non still like Noah Beck creators, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to say like a beat lister, but like someone who's still very well known on TikTok, like you, the Spence Waz, Ken Yurick's. I think it's so important for you guys to be as transparent as possible because like you are real people. You're going to school. You have a real life. You have things that you want to be doing that even though like you want to be able to put out all this content, like it's okay to get burnt out. You have to prioritize the life you have before and aside from TikTok. Yeah, I feel like that's a huge problem. And I always try to be as transparent as possible, even in the sense where like, hey guys, like I'm not really feeling motivated. I'm not feeling like making content, but also in like someone asking, like I got a facial done and it was like a PR, like, complimentary facial and someone's like how much does this cost or whatever and I'm like I want to be transparent with you guys I didn't pay for this because I feel like that is so annoying to me when I'm watching these big creators and they're raving about this thing but it's like oh well someone sent that to you or oh you're getting paid to say that so I always try to make sure that it's very clear when I love something and when I don't and I think that's important too because obviously you've worked with so many different brands you've been sent so many PR things and you're one of the very few that I feel like are actually honest about certain products like I remember 
I think the Rare Beauty people, Slim yeah. Gomez's brand, sent you stuff and you're like, actually, I don't love this, but I kind of like this. I don't think many people would have done that, especially with like, oh my God, Selena Gomez is sending me something. You weren't going to be that asshole that was like, oh my God, yeah, it's great. And then someone would be like in the comments, well, I bought it because you said it was great and it was awful. Not, yeah, I, I literally thought about that. I tried it on and I was like, mm, not obsessed with it. Like I do use it here and there, but just because like a brand has this high name, it doesn't mean because that's just false. It's yeah. not your like, because then other people are going to go on to buy it. And exactly like you said. They're going to be like, okay, well, what other recommendations is she putting out there that actually aren't good either? For instance, the TikTok leather pants that everybody knows I've raved about on my story. The only reason I bought them was because of Lauren and also because I, Tanks posted it too. She yeah. posted it from Lauren. Let, let it be known. Lauren was the first one. Lauren was the first one. I was the first one and then everybody got them. And then everyone was like, oh, link in my bio. And I was like, Link, Link in, in my bio. bio. <laughs> no, but for real, I really appreciate that you are as transparent as possible, especially at 21 years old. Isn't your birthday coming up? Yes, I'm going to be 22. So now that you're a senior in college, you're about to be 22 years old. What's been going on? What's been different about this year since when we last spoke the first time? What's going on? <laughs> Honestly, I've... I'm going to be transparent. Like right now in my life, I've never been more stressed like ever because I feel like there's this pressure that, oh my God, I'm graduating and I need to find an apartment so I can live where I want and then get a job because college is over. And then what? Like, I don't want to go home. So I feel like I'm just trying so hard, sometimes spreading myself way too thin, making all these agreements and doing all this stuff that it stresses me out. And I feel like I also at the same time want to go to everything because I'm like, oh my God, it's my senior year. It's my last homecoming, my last mixer, my last whatever. So you want to go to everything, but you also have to be focusing on like the forward. It's very weird because I want to enjoy my life and have fun. But at the same time, I'm seeing in myself where I'm ready to be an adult. Like I'm like, all right, I'm so over schoolwork. I mean, I've always been over schoolwork, but I'm just like, I really genuinely want to start working and like doing my thing. And I feel like I'm seeing in other people too, like everyone just gets a little bit stressed. But the future's scary. So I don't know. That's scary. You interned also this summer in New York City. Yes. So did that really kind of clear your vision of what you want to do come May? Yeah, yes and no. Like, I really don't know because I interned for Rowan Blazers and I absolutely love them. Like, they're such an amazing company. I love everything they do. And I did PR and I think it kind of opened my eyes to like, or I like PR, but I don't love it. Okay. Like, I don't know if I could do that every day, but I it did make it very clear to me that like, I definitely feel passionate about like fashion and clothes and style. So I know I want to do that, but now I'm kind of getting involved in real estate. So I'm literally having my exam next month and I'm loving that because it's just so like fast paced, but it's so stressful because like you just pick it up and go. And I feel like I'm just like, kind of like going full force into it. And it's stressing me out because I'm making too many promises. That's a lot, but I also love social media. So I'm like, I kind of want to explore that avenue. And like, I would love, love, love to just focus on that and be a full-time content creator. But that's also really difficult because of going through like phases where I don't want to make content. This summer definitely like cleared my vision of like, for sure, I'm living in New York City, like no doubt about it. I want to do fashion. And that's like all I know right now. I mean, I also feel like there's so much pressure for 20 something year olds to have it all figured out so quickly when that's not the case. I remember when I was in your shoes and I was in that position of like, um, I should be looking to do this or I should be looking to do that. It's so hard because you think there's such a time frame and like, yes, you have like a certain amount of time that you want to live home or you want to like have that all figured out. But at the end of the day, you don't need to have an answer right away. Like tomorrow you could wake up and be like, I don't want to do real estate. I don't want to do social media. I want to be a doctor. And guess what? You could probably fucking do it to become a doctor or something like that. Not saying that's going to happen. That's but. what my mom said today. Like I was like, mom, I call my mom crying today. Cause oh, I was I like, know. I was like, I'm so stressed. Like I don't like being an adult, like whatever. And she actually gave me really good advice. She was like, you're looking at this huge timeline of like where you need to be by May. And she was like, you need to start taking it day by day. Yeah. And like you get through that day and you go to bed and you wake up and then you figure out what you have to do for that day. And she was like, stop planning your weeks out and getting stressed out of where you need to be by Friday. And then where you have to be by the beginning of next month and then beginning of Mm -hmm. next year. So I feel like that did really, really help me. I feel like a lot of people also forget to live in the moment. Like everyone's like, oh, I'm living in the moment. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. But like, 
how present are you? Cause like, if I asked you about that moment, like, would you be able to tell me like step-by-step? Step? Cause I had a moment like that this past weekend where I was like, I could tell you exactly. I mean, I was under the influence of alcohol. I couldn't <laughs> tell you everything, but like, I was able to like, well, this happened, this, and this happened then. Like I enjoyed myself so much and I was living presently. I wasn't thinking about anyone else. I wasn't thinking about any other situation, but I think, and you preach this so many different times on your TikTok, when you are looking just straight ahead and not pathways ahead, you have so much more clarity and so much more yeah. like enjoyment for sure and I think what's also helped me is like even with like emails and schoolwork like I've tried to get more organized so I'm like okay like past seven o'clock I need to either like finish up my schoolwork or go to the library and get it done I'm done answering emails I'm done making videos unless I want to make a video you're done and then the weekends I'm like the weekends are mine I'm not thinking about anything else I'm hanging out with my friends going out to eat going out whatever like I'm not working or doing anything I don't want to do on the weekends which I feel like has also helped me a lot you recently also made a TikTok and I think it was like during one of your stressful weeks I'm leaving my phone at home because I'm too stressed yeah Yes. So okay. So this started in the summer because there were just people who would text me who like had my location. Like it was a couple people. Okay. Like people had my location and they would text me and like whatever. And then I was like, oh, I have to answer because they know I'm home or because they know I'm not leaving or whatever. So then I was like, I hate being watched. So then I would just start leaving my phone in my apartment and then like go get coffee or go do whatever if I would get stressed out. And then I started doing that when I go out because I don't want to talk to anyone. Like I don't want to respond to anyone at all. If you know that like I'm out, like I told you, okay, like, hey, I'm going out, but you're going to check my location and it says that I'm home. I don't have to answer because I left my phone at home and I don't have my phone. So that was like a simple solution. So do you ever feel like you are missing out in the way of like capturing a moment because you leave your phone at home? No, like I feel like the night that I'm not on my phone like I have it's not like I don't do it a lot Mm -hmm. but I feel like I just have more fun and I'm not like oh my god is this person texting me back or is this person having more fun than I am am I taking enough disposable pics to post on my Instagram tomorrow yeah like I feel like you're just like you have no worries and you don't have to answer to anyone you just have fun and then you're like okay we're here we're having fun and then we're gonna leave when we want to leave so how many times I'm gonna say a month do you think you do that? Cause like a week, like you never really know. Um, well, I did it a lot in the summer. Okay. Like in the summer, I would say probably like twice a week during the wow. day. I would do it a lot more during the day. Cause it's like safer to go out. And I would just like go get coffee or I would stay close, like proximity to my apartment. But right now I only did it like once, but I don't do it a lot here because I'm like fine and chilling. But like when I get really stressed out, then I, I'll do it. I wish like it was easier to get an Uber or like you could get a taxi pretty quickly. That's why. Like, yeah. In the city, that's why you could just do it. You get a taxi. Exactly. Cause like when you're out and like, you don't have like your phone to worry about, like Sometimes I like love being at bars where I have zero service because I'm like, no one can get in touch with me. I can't get in touch with anyone, like forcing myself to be in the moment. And I end up having such a grander time because of it. I feel like this is a misconception that everyone thinks that I am like, like, I'm not a toxic person. But like, sometimes I put myself in situations where if I were to give my advice. Yeah, but I feel like people always think that like, oh, like she has all these perfect relationships, friendships, whatever. But I think over the summer... I was involved in like some not great friendships, relationships, and I was running away from those people. And that's mostly why I would do it. Whereas now, like I have like my friends that are amazing and boyfriend. What did she say? Okay. Let me preface this for you. (laughs) So yes, Lauren did just drop the B-bomb. So this is you because she just told me literally we get on. She goes, Lindsay, I have a boyfriend. I'm like, (laughs) Lauren, what? So The thing is, and I don't want people to think this because I know a lot of people love listening to our episodes. Just because Lauren is in a relationship does not mean she is not open to giving advice. She has been through it all. She has experiences. There have been plenty of frogs before princes. Like, let's be real. Everyone goes through it. No one gives shade. No one should ever feel like they can't ask someone in a relationship. I personally like talking to people that are in relationships better than my single friends sometimes. That's all I'm going to say. But tell me about your new boo. He is like literally amazing. Like I don't, I never had a more like healthy relationship ever in my life. Like we're literally both adults and he's a year older than me. So he's graduated last year. It's just like perfect. Like I feel like we just clicked. And I think my biggest fear for so long, I was anti-relationship because I felt even still sometimes even being in a relationship, like I have this fear that if I have the label that I'm in a relationship, that I'm no longer independent because my independence is like my biggest thing. So I was like, I can't commit because like I need independence. But that's like the beauty of this relationship. I feel like 
is we both value our space so much. We're going to the bar together. We both know we're going home with each other. I don't want to be on top of you. You don't want to be on top of me. Like let's like create our space because I'm not going to have fun if I have a boyfriend up my ass when I'm out. We know we're going home together. We'll have fun. We'll do our thing, like whatever. So I feel like we really are respectful of each other's boundaries and like not texting 24 seven, but still having like a really healthy relationship. So healthy communication. Yeah, it's really, really healthy. And like, we're just both so, so happy. So did you follow your rule of like a one month talking stage? Okay. Oh, (laughs) yes. But okay. This is some real tea. So everybody listen up. I'm just going to tell you, I'm just going to be honest. because He's letting it all out it's there. A good story. I am in a sorority and we have like date nights, whatever. I never, ever brought anyone to a date night because my first boyfriend just like didn't like me and didn't want to come my freshman year. And then like my sophomore year, I didn't bring anyone. Junior year was COVID. And then like the end of junior year, we had something. And I'm like, oh my God, like, who am I going to bring? I'm dead single, so single. My big was friends with this guy who is now my boyfriend. And I had like met him at the bar the night before, like just like a hi, hello, whatever. We followed each other on Instagram. Didn't really think anything of it. And I was like, he's cute. Like, I was like, maybe I should just bring someone I don't know. Like, I was like, that would be so fun. Cause I always do stuff like that. So I was like, let me just text this guy. So I was like, Hey, kind of random. Like, I know that we like really have never spoke and like, don't know each other at all, but like, would you want to be my date? And he was like, yeah, like that sounds really fun. Sure. Whatever. So we knew nothing about each other. He's also graduating in a week. Like keep in mind, it's a week before graduation. And we just like clicked, like instantly hit it off, had so much fun. Like, I I don't know. I think we're soulmates. Like I would say now we're definitely soulmates, but just hit it off. This is back in May. And then, um, we hung out for like a week straight. We're like, yeah, let's have a week of fun, whatever, like helped me move out of my house. We would go on like stupid little like dates that weren't dates. Cause we were just friends, whatever. And then things got kind of serious. The point where like, obviously we like each other, but like, I'm going to the city. You're going to do whatever you're going to do. And then I was like, oh my God. And he treated me so well. It still does. I never had a guy treated as well. I was kind of in the wrong. Not kind of. I was very much in the wrong. I just kind of got scared, like cut him off and was really mean to him. I was like, just never contact me again. I made TikToks about him. I was not nice. Like, not that I wasn't nice. I was just like, there was one little, little thing that happened. And that was like my out. Like I needed an out. You being stubborn. Yeah. I was just like, he was talking to another girl at a bar or whatever. And he told me about it, even though I was out talking to other guys at a bar. Cause we're not together. And I was just like, yeah, that's it. Like whatever, like, bye. like he literally came to the city for me, but I think I did it because I was scared. Like I had never felt like that before. And I was like, no, like I'm a big girl, like in the city for the summer. Like I can't have a boyfriend. I don't know what we're doing. So then we never spoke again. Like we were like, yep, that's it. Like, okay, we're done. We're both whatever. So we didn't even have a conversation about it. I was just like, let's never speak again. And he was like, you know, he didn't even answer. Literally like August rolled around and I could not stop thinking about him. And I think he was manifesting me because I like taught him how to manifest. And I was like, something's telling me to text him. Like, oh my God, am I okay? And I was just like, hey, I really want to apologize for how I acted. Like, I think it was just out of anger. I'm really sorry. That was so out of line, whatever. And he was like, it's okay. Like, how was your summer? And I was like, what? And then that was kind of it. We moved back to school in September. He's obviously not moving back to school because he graduated. I kidnapped his best friend. I saw his best friend out and I was like, I'm obsessed with him. Like, you have to tell him, like, I love him. Like, oh my God. And then um, we talked. We hadn't talked in a while and we FaceTimed and it was so weird and we were both like so giggly. Yeah. Then he came the next weekend. I got drunk and I was like, I think I love you. Then we like officially started dating in October. So I guess the one month did apply. I mean, I guess so, because, like, you guys weren't talking all summer because of that little tidbit. But do you think that, like, that was a big growing point for you? Because I remember you were so headstrong about being, like, I am the only person that can make myself happy, all this shit. Like, obviously, like, why men love bitches is the Bible, but you were very much, like, my way or the highway. Like, do you think this really, like, now shows you two sides? I think it definitely shows me two sides because I think more so like he's literally my best friend. Like sometimes not that I forget that he's my boyfriend, but I'm like, I view you more as just my best friend than anything. So, and he treats me like literally so well. I think it did change things, but I also still value my independence, like my own beliefs, what I want to do for work. I'm still like, "Mm, I don't want to have kids. I mean, who knows? Everything can change overnight. Clearly like a year ago, if I asked you this, I don't think you'd be... saying this 
at all, but it's so empowering to watch you grow like the way that you have not only online, but like as a person, I feel like now that we've become friends too, she is really coming of her own. Everyone goes through their growth periods. And like, this was something that you had to go through in order to grow into the person that you are now. And you're going to carry that over for the rest of your life. Yeah. And even like, we've talked about it before, like him and I, it was so weird how we met, like just at the bar, like we both ended up being in the exact same place at place once. Right. Like, yep. like he left because of something. And then I left because of something. And we were both outside at the exact same time without our friends, like back in May. And then I think we both really, really needed that like space and like have each other come back in our lives to be like, okay, like, wow, like this is actually really real. And like, maybe we should like try it again because we both feel so strongly. So, and it never went away. That's the thing. I feel like I always, I thought about him like all summer still, no matter what, like, I remember you were saying like you went on like a few little dates and you're like, this is just not no. it. No, it wasn't. The whole summer when I was in the city, I was distracted every single day. Like I had a distraction. So I didn't yeah. really like have to think about him. And then I had to go home and then I'm home. All my friends had already gone to college. I'm not doing anything because I'm not working because I'm home. And I was like, oh my God, I have to face my like own thoughts. This is crazy. I know it's called growing up and adulting and it sucks. I get it. Trust me. It's honestly crazy because you've grown so much as a person. Your page has grown. What do you want to see in the next year or so? Like come May, where do you want your TikTok page to be? I think like I'm the rate I'm growing at is like absolutely like it's literally crazy. Like I feel like I keep up. Like when I came to school last year, I didn't even have 100K. Now I'm at like 300K and I just want to continue to grow that. And I feel like I just want to like keep doing what I'm doing. I don't want anybody to tell me what to do. I want to be somewhere like around like 700K by the time I graduate. Like that's my goal manifested baby I believe you can do it another thing that I've noticed too that you've been doing quite a lot on your page more so than ever you're clapping back at people or you're calling people out on their bullshit there was what I think it was today or Mm -hmm. it was literally last night that guy I can't I never actually never want to like talk like if people comment things whatever I'm usually just like whatever I ignore it but I saw this video that a girl duetted and the guy was saying, I guess I did take it out of context. I never watched this whole video, but mm-hmm. it doesn't matter because what he said, he was like, if a woman thinks that a guy needs to buy her dinner to prove that he's worthy, she's entitled. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Are you kidding me? And I duetted it. And people loved my video and I still stand by that. He duetted my duet. He was just like, make, like not making fun of me, but like screenshotted my own videos to try to use it against me in like a negative way. It was just like funny because there were so many comments of women that were like, I actually blocked this guy because like he's doing all these things and saying all these things that I don't agree with. And I was just like, wow. But I usually don't clap back at people, but when it's necessary. Well, you have Noah that claps back at people I know, regardless. I know. And sometimes like you have to use your voice and defend yourself. And I think you did use it for good because I feel like too many people sometimes, especially like A-listers, no one owes anyone an explanation ever, first of all. But like when you're questioning someone's character or like putting down a certain group of people for this instance, women, someone has to say something. And I'm glad that you did because so many people I think take out of context and like, this is going to sound so ridiculous, but I was watching Bachelor this week and one guy was saying to the bachelorette, he was like, well, all these girls are high maintenance, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, well, what makes a girl high maintenance to you? And I thought that was a pretty valid question. And he like yeah. couldn't even answer that because he was like, uh, well, they always think like I need to like do this and provide and like give attention. She was like, so you're not going to do that? And he was like, that's what I'm saying. Like, blah, blah, blah. But like guys also don't like being called out on their bullshit. I would never like make a video about like things that other people have said usually, especially because like, I don't know that guy like yeah. If I took his video out of, or his words out of context, regardless, you are literally saying women who act like this are entitled. Like, are you kidding me? I was like, no, like, that's not true at all. And then I feel like there's so many times where there is that group of men that want to say that you're trying to lower women's standards and you're trying. And it's mm-hmm. like these men that get angry at people like me because I'm confident. They know that they can't manipulate me and bring me down because I'm confident in myself. So then they get pissed off. So then they want to like, just attack me in the way I look or in the way that I think because they have nothing else to say because they know that I'm right. You're a hundred percent right. And that kind of goes back with like 
I know for me personally, and you and I were having a conversation about this before, when someone is kind of acting out on you or there's an experience that happens, you're going to blame yourself. And especially when this has to do with a relationship. Oh, why did this happen to me? Or like, why is she, why am I acting like this? Why do I feel like this? It's because it's a reflection of them. It's never you. Yes, you could add fuel to the fire. Nobody's perfect, but like, it's a direct reflection of them. And I think when people like you go back at people like that guy, it's like, oh, now she has something to say. And like, it gives them that little fire underneath their ass. They can't put that out. Exactly. We need people to be more like, you should be confident in what you're saying and like stand by that. And you shouldn't let someone else think that your argument's weak because they want to bring you down. But I also do want to kind of get into some friendships because I feel like with what you mentioned before, like over the summer, you kind of had to cut some toxic people out. Everybody goes through it. And a lot of people were asking when we put up the question thing about Lauren coming back was how to get over a friendship breakup. And I actually sent this to Lauren the other day. I was like, do you know what the fatal flaw friend theory is? For anyone that doesn't know what it is, it is a rule that states once you realize each friend's fatal flaw, a flaw that causes most distress, you either have to accept it and choose not to be bothered by it or rethink the friendship. So I wanted to get your opinion on the fatal flaw friend theory. I think I definitely like abide by that without knowing what it was before. Mm -hmm. And I think that's true to an extent because I think sometimes I've been making a lot of videos recently about insecure people and insecure Mm -hmm. friends, but more specifically projecting insecure friends because I just will not tolerate it in my life anymore. And I think to an extent, okay, like they're allowed to have this one fatal flaw. All right. But to what extent is where Mm -hmm. I kind of like don't agree with it because I think you can only push and push and push on a friend they're a friend like you have to give some to get some you know yeah so I think it just it really depends on the friendship that you have say you guys just meet and then you're like being so demanding and like you have this fatal flaw like think about the other person in that Mm -hmm. I feel like because I also think like when people pick and choose and I'm definitely guilty of this like oh this person does this this and that that I don't like well you also have to think well what do I do that they don't like and I think it's a whole accountability thing But another big thing that I wanted your opinion on is like, when you talk to these people about these situations, these flaws, how they kind of approach it and like what they do from that point on. I've never really like talked to friends about it because I feel like the way I'm, which is an issue in me is I'm very much like all in or all out. Mm -hmm. So I feel like if I do recognize like a fatal flaw in like a friend, but I, it's tolerable to me, I'm not going to say anything about it. Like, okay, like whatever, it's fine. We're still going to be friends. I'm not going to bring it up because it's not an issue that bothers me. But on the other hand, I think if it's something that bothers me so much to the point of having to say something, I don't want to be friends with them anymore. So when it comes to confrontation, how do you deal with that? Like if you're being the one that's getting confronted or how you confront someone else? I think definitely, definitely like what, especially like in recent, what I've learned is when I'm confronting someone about something that I don't like, I make sure throughout the message to never use the word you. Like yeah. I very much make sure of that. And I'm just like, I feel this way. I'm sorry. Like you just got to talk about yourself and how you feel because I like mine, no one is allowed to tell you how to feel it doesn't matter if they didn't intend to make you feel like that you still felt like that and that's valid and mm-hmm. i feel like that's a lot of issues because then when you have a really narcissistic person come at you and be like well you 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 this and you that like i didn't use you a single time in the message mm-hmm. so why are you coming at me like that and you're not you're not taking responsibility how i feel when i'm taking responsibility for how i made you feel absolutely i think a lot of people it's an ego thing it's a pride thing no one likes to swallow their pride and yeah. everyone always wants to be right. And I'm guilty of it. The thing that I think a lot of people don't understand in these relationships, especially when you have a friend breakup, go back and think like, did you actually talk about how you felt or how that person felt? Yes. A good majority of the time, like friendships can be saved, but if it's one thing after another, and it's a constant pattern, you have to really think like, is that something I want in my life, regardless if you've confronted it numerous times or not? Yeah. And I think that like where I've had an issue before is I'm just so quick to cut people off. So like, I've definitely had issues where like I had a problem, but I didn't speak up. Not that I expected them to know that I was upset. I was just like, oh, it'll blow over. It'll blow over. And then it just, I got so angry where I was like, you got built up. Like I was like, I don't even want to be friends anymore, but they didn't know that I was upset. So how were they to know that? Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's where I've had an issue before, but I feel like even talking about Noah, like Noah's my best friend. We, we don't ever fight because like, not that we don't fight, but like, if there's ever an issue, we immediately go right to each other and we're like, Hey, I didn't like that you did this, um, whatever. And then we clear it up and it's not, it's not ever weird because we're best friends. And it's like, sometimes like you have to call your best friend out. Mm -hmm. Like I expect her to call me out and I'm going to like say that to her. And I think it's important that you say that because I think a lot of people are like, well, 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 I don't want to hurt their feelings. Shut the fuck up. It's not hurting someone's feelings. If you are being valid. And like, I think there also is a difference between talking shit and like being upset versus facts. 
Like if you're talking about how someone made you feel or you're saying, well, oh, they do this, they do that. Like there's two different things and it's a very fine line and you have to be sure not to cross that line. I feel like I learned like at a very young age, I think in like middle school, somehow I got caught up in like some rumor or some lie. And like ever since that day, I was like, I will never do this again. So I always try to like talk to people instead of like talk about them. Be like, hey, this is how I feel. I didn't like that you did that. This is where maybe I went wrong. How are we going to resolve this? And then another thing a lot of people wanted to know is like balancing. So obviously you have a lot on your plate. And like you said, you're stressed and like everyone's going to have their moments. But everyone wants to know, how do you balance prioritizing your mental health, your wellness, your dating life, your friendship, work, school? Like what is your key factor to, you know, trying to keep it all together as much as possible? I think it's really, really hard. You have to, I think you definitely have to make yourself a priority, not in a selfish way, but like you have to make sure that you're okay doing that. Like you got to check up on yourself. And I found it so helpful to have a planner for my entire life. Like I have a planner for school and then I have a separate planner for my life. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, Hey, I know that I got to do work this day, this day. I plan out at least 30 minutes to exercise every day or else I'm going to feel like shit and I'm going to be mean to everybody. Then through that, you're like, okay, I have this free time. I feel like for me, like recently I've been so like stressed and busy. So I haven't, I feel like this whole week I haven't hung out with any of my friends, but I'm like, Hey, like I don't have class. Like Thursday, Friday, I'm working, but like Friday night, the whole weekend is like, I'm going to hang out with my friends and my boyfriend. And like, that's going to be like our time together. Cause we're free for a significant amount more time than during the week when you have school and work. I've been asking a lot more people this recently, because I feel like no one actually asked this question. I know you're stressed. I know you have a lot on your plate, but it's all exciting things. I think you are always putting yourself first, which is not a bad thing to do at all, but are you happy? I'm so happy. Like, I so love happy. that you said that. Yeah, I really think is the key to your happiness, like for yourself, for your mental well-being, being true to myself. And I think that sounds so cheesy. And I don't think people actually like realize what that means until they are true to themselves, because I think a lot of people walk around with like this facade of like, oh, well, this is who I want to be. So I'm just going to pretend to be that person until I become that person. But I think like, I, I really like make it a point to chase my passions and do things like I'm not going to do something if I don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to let people walk all over me. So I feel like I am so happy because I have beautiful relationships in my life that have amazing boundaries because I set those boundaries. Once you're happy and confident in yourself, you attract confident and happy people as well. So I feel like that's all I'm surrounded by is like amazing people that are always like bringing me up and stuff. So I feel like that just kind of fills out into my life. What's your biggest advice for someone that feels like they can't really get rid of that toxicity or they can't really get into that mindset? What really was your like push and go moment? I think like just realizing like as much as I love everyone in my life and I just obviously like raved about, oh my God, I'm surrounded by all these people. Bottom line, like you have yourself and that's it. Like anyone could walk out of your life at any minute. I hate to say this, like nothing with like even your family members end of the day all you have is yourself so until you're happy with yourself you're never going to be happy with anything else I feel like that just like creates this whole foundation of everything like like I said that attracts the people in your life that attracts the activities you're going to do everything like if you're not okay with yourself and you're like oh like I'm blaming everyone all these toxic people in my life well what about you like you have to take yourself into consideration I think when you kind of take that mentality you have this like oh shit moment and I've really been having those oh shit moments and it's scary and it's so frightening and you do feel alone at times and I think you can attest to that too but I think like knowing that there's that light at the end of the tunnel and that you know that's the what you have to do to get to that point because you want to be happy you are wanting to help yourself and there's no harm in doing that I think I also I think this summer I really had like that moment of like, oh my God, like I'm alone in this world, not alone because I have amazing people, but like, if I want this life that I want, nobody's going to do it for me. Like I have to be the one to do it. That just made me realize like, like I can do anything I want. I don't need anyone in my life to achieve all these things that I want to achieve. So another thing that I wanted to do, because rudely Lauren and I have still not met, but I figured we'd get a little rough and rowdy kind of quickly with my favorite thing, the pregame game. Now, Lauren, have you ever heard of the pregame game? No, I haven't. Okay, so the pregame game is a card game. They have multiple different decks that you can choose from. They have a Jersey Shore deck. So I know you're in the shore. Well, you're kind of like basically on the shore. No, it's literally where it was filmed. Okay, great. So Jersey Shore deck, a Bachelorette deck, and then my favorite is the OG deck. So you play this at a pregame, and honestly, you get kind of wasted. We're not going to get wasted. It's a Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday, Wednesday night. 
but we're going to get to know each other a little bit better with this little card game. So are you ready? I'm going to ask you the first question. I'm ready. Tell us your most embarrassing story or take two sips. Oh, my most embarrassing story. I don't get embarrassed. (laughs) What was something that you're like, oh, this is such a Lauren moment. Uh, Probably. No, it was pretty embarrassing when like I hadn't seen like my boyfriend at the time was my crush. And I was like, got drunk and I was telling him I love him. Like, that's really kind of embarrassing. I was like, yeah, I love you. Like, you don't love me back. (laughs) That's some big dick energy right there. And the whole night I was like, I'm in love with you. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot. All right. So this is the card that you'll pull for me. It's two truths and a lie. Everyone must guess loser's drink. Okay. So So I guess. So you're going to guess which is the two truths and which is the lie. Okay. Okay. One of them is my name was supposed to be Logan. I could see being Logan. So I don't think that's a lie. I had a boyfriend all throughout college. And then I have never been on a date in the wintertime. Okay. So obviously you were definitely supposed to be named Logan. You look like you could be a Logan. Um, I changed my name. I'm going to say the lie is that you had a boyfriend all throughout college. Yeah, you're right. Okay. All right. So I'm pretty good at it. Um, Okay. So next one for you. Truth, no dare. The person to your across has to ask you a question and you have to answer or you have to drink. So I'm going to ask you another question. We're going to get deep, deep, deep before your current boyfriend. When was the last time you hit up your ex-boyfriend? Never. Really? Never. You were so good. You did not say doesn't. Can I say like if he hit me up? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I guess the last time you guys spoke. Um, An ex hit me up in July to get his t-shirts back. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Go buy a new shirt. Yours to me. Finish a quote. You either stay and get your ass beat or you stay and get your ass beat. Yeah. Jersey Shore Wow. A lot of these do have to require drinking. So I guess when Lauren and I actually finally meet, I know. we can play this in person and then give you like a real review. But for now, if you guys want to get your hands on a deck, you can use code JJ10 to get 10% off your order. And then I'm pretty sure Lauren is now intrigued with what else this game can do. I want to play this game like with my friends. You should. I want it. Another last thing before we let you go, let everyone know a little life advice, something that you've learned since the summertime that you've really been implementing into your day-to-day life. Take it day by day because life is short and enjoy the moment. Don't pretend to enjoy the moment. Actually enjoy the moment. I mean, she's a poet. She's a track star. She's a TikTok star. But all in all, she is an all-around humble girl. Guys, seriously, if you don't follow her on any (laughs) social media platform, I don't know what you're doing because she truly not only has the best fashion sense, has the best advice to give, and it's just one of a kind. She's one of those people that what you see is what you get. And I appreciate you for always being like that. Thank you for your kind words. Always, always. It's always a pleasure. And you guys can always check out all of her stuff in the episode description below. Oh my gosh. Thank you guys for having me. I'm honored. I love her every single time she comes on. 333, we're going on 444 in the new year. Don't know when that'll come out, but obviously we'll keep you up to date. Lauren, thank you a billion and one times for talking and sharing all your perspectives and your experiences, not only on your YouTube and your TikTok, but on the Jappy Jaws podcast. Also, Lauren's been hella active on her YouTube channel, so make sure you are subscribed. It'll be linked in the episode description below. You know, after I was talking with Lauren, I really had such a large epiphany about myself and about life and about everything that's been going on within the last six months for me. And it truly has been such chaos, but beautiful chaos. And I kind of wanted to get a little open and honest and kind of like out there. I love the way that Lauren does it. So I really wanted to share my side of it. I think 2020, 2021 was really an eye-opening year for everybody. The pandemic and COVID hit us all in such weird ways. We saw so many different things, so many different sides of people and our lives that we never really thought would happen and I don't think would actually ever have happened had the pandemic not been as ginormous as it was. We're all in just such a very different place and I really do believe that I am as well. I think there's something really beautiful in change and that has taken me quite some time to actually accept and figure out. I'm not someone that likes to change. I don't adapt to change too well in my personal life rather than in like a professional setting and obviously this is not a professional podcast, but I definitely don't like when things don't go a certain way or kind of change up to par 
before, but I've learned, especially within the last six months, that accepting change is so much greater than trying to avoid it and like trying to create a different storyline than what's meant to happen. I do believe in the power of manifestation. I believe that there is something the universe has for you and is in store for you that is so much greater than you could ever expect. Whatever you are going through, you are going to get through. And I know it doesn't seem like it at a certain point, but I really do believe in the power of the light at the end of the tunnel. And I know that's pretty redundant to say because sometimes it seems as if there's like a curtain there that's hiding that light. But I promise that I have definitely felt as if I've been able to do so much more with my life and do so much more internal mental work for myself to better myself and better my relationships around me. I've cut out people. I've cut out things that don't serve a good purpose for me anymore. And like, it does really take a toll on me sometimes because I don't like change. Like I said, it's hard for me to understand why things happen the way they do. And I can't control that anymore. And I think it's a big ego and control factor for me. And one of the things I really had a big realization about was the power of being lonely. I think being alone for anyone is a scary thing. And I think a lot of people think that having someone in a relationship or even like a best friend is really something that is like a sense of security. And with security comes comfortability and you kind of just like stick to what you're comfortable with. And I've learned getting out of your comfort zone is so much better. And especially within my dating life. The last six months have kind of been like a romantic roller coaster for me. And I'm about to get really open and honest. I was with someone for a very, very long time who I I loved and I still do have a lot of love for deeply but I really feel as if our time and our story kind of is now over and it took a while to like kind of understand that even though you can feel and have so much love and appreciation and admiration for someone it doesn't mean that they should be in your life forever even if you're trying to mask that hurt or that like emptiness and fill a void of what they were to you with someone else or trying to figure out something else, it's never going to truly satisfy and fulfill you completely. Because in order to be with anyone, in order to create new relationships, new friendships, you have to be good within yourself. And something that I'm doing is prioritizing me. And I want to prioritize what makes me good and what makes me a good friend, what makes me a good partner, what makes me a good sister, what makes me a good daughter. And really finding and believing in myself and learning that being alone and figuring out those things by myself without the help of anyone else is really going to change my perspective and my outlook on life and how I feel and what I'm going to bring into my next relationship. And I really had this like trip up moment because I recently got out of this long relationship. I was seeing other people. I kind of just like stopped with everything and I was like, okay, I'm actually alone. I don't have that like, oh, hey, what's up person on the back burner. I'm alone. And everybody knows I am very anti-dating app nowadays. My friend tried nominating me for the Locks Club and I was like, absolutely not. The other night I was like, maybe I'll redownload Hinge. It'll be fun to talk to someone. And then I really had a bigger realization and I was like, wow, I don't even want to be with anyone because I don't feel comfortable within myself to give someone like that full love that I want to be able to give and that I have given before. I just really like attention and I like being able to talk to someone. I could talk to anyone. I could talk to a brick wall. I annoy Victoria Bruno and Katie Dombrowski from the Moral Hangover podcast like 25-8. Obviously everybody loves and craves attention from like a potential special someone and where that special someone could go and I had a moment where I was like okay do I re-download it? I texted a friend. I was like should I re-download it? And I was like, Lindsay, don't. Just because you want to talk to someone and like get to know someone doesn't mean you're ready for that person. Doesn't mean that they are your person. They are your who you could spend an extensive amount of time with. And I really feel like there is a lot of shadow work that a lot of people need to do in a lot of moments like that. You kind of have to tell yourself no and put up that boundary for you to be like, that's not how you're going to grow and that's not how you're going to be a good partner or a good friend for someone else in the future. You need to live, and Lauren and I talk about this, you need to live in the present moment and you have to take things day by day. Just because you're not talking to someone every single day, 24 hours, seven days a week, doesn't mean that you don't have someone else you could talk to. That doesn't mean that the opportunity for anyone else is out the window. It just means that you are going to force something that might not be it for you and that's why people get disappointed and why people get upset. I really do believe that I want to leave 2021 and go into 2022, continuing to better myself, better how I want to be for the future. I think that when you really focus and prioritize what's meant for you, whether that's within your family, within your relationships, your friendships, your job, I think that's where the most power from within is going to come out of. And 
even though the last six months have been an emotional roller coaster and I've had my good days and my bad days, I've tried to get through this without crying. I'm so thankful for it at the same time. I got to be loved by someone who is truly a special human being. And I got to experience so many different things with so many different people and friends. And just because they're not in your life forever and you thought that they would be doesn't mean that you should look back on that time with that person or persons and not be thankful for it because it's going to create who you want to be and who you're going to be for someone else. So I really think there's a lot of power and vulnerability in talking about that into admitting that and I really wanted to share that with you all and I didn't want to wait till like next week because I want next week to be fun and funny with one of my best friends but this week with Lauren and Lauren and I've had so many different conversations about these different types of topics and I really felt like it was appropriate to touch on especially with the end of the year coming up if you are feeling unsure of where your life is going about where you're going about how you feel in your friendships your relationships where you're at in life I really encourage you and it's really been doing me really well prioritize yourself journal manifest figure out what you need to do what you need to delete x name from your life what you need to say no to in order to grow to that person that you want to be for the rest of your life not even even just for 2022, but for the benefit of you and what will come from that. I really hope that does touch someone the way that it touched me. That is it for today's episode of the Jappy Jaws podcast. I am so excited for you guys to hear from one of my very best friends next week to talk about the men tell all. It'll definitely be spicy and definitely be great to hear some extra perspective on the one and only franchise that will always keep everybody talking. Make sure that you are following us, aka myself, on Instagram at Jappy Jaws, J-A-P-P-Y-J-A-W-S, as well as my personal account at Lindsay Anya, L-I, N-D-S-A-Y-Y-A-N-Y-A-A and making sure that you are subscribed, reviewing, rating, liking, and pushing that notification bell on Spotify, Apple, Anchor, you name it, I'm on it. So you are notified every single time I upload a brand new episode of Jappy Jaws. I hope everybody's having a great start of their December and get ready for what the rest of the year has ahead. I'll see you next Thursday. Thursday.